Okay, Coach. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning. As usual, you look like you're ready for a blizzard. Well, better to be safe than sorry. <laughs> I love should, to stay warm. It might feel that way back here. <laughs> but uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, Coach, and I will myself, and then we're going to dive in. I'm really excited. My name is Greg McNeil. They call me Coach. I'm the owner of Coach's Corner and Soar. I am the individual who takes great pride and interest in helping people to do the things that they really love to do in this life. Mm -hmm. That's my mission. Well, I've actually been thinking about my little thing right there. <laughs> and uh, so my name is Sherry, owner of Genius Communication, and I am committed to excellent service. Oh, mm -hmm. there we go. Because mm -hmm. I was thinking about that. I'm like, you know, like the work we do, just start our Hell Yeah Life mm -hmm. Coaching Intensive. I was like thinking yesterday when you were telling our students that, you know, it's we're serious about what we do. Like we mm -hmm. can be funny and things like that, but we're very serious. And I started thinking, you know, we are really serious about that, which I knew. But I was like, why are we so serious? And I think it's because excellent service is a core value. It you is. know, it's like. Yes, we require an investment, but that investment, you'll get way more than what you put in. In fact, our um, one of our students afterwards, she came by because she takes pictures for me, mm -hmm. and um, she said, oh, just the one class, I'd be willing to double what I paid. Mm. And now, this is a person who is probably on the poverty line on the IRS. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I thought that was a very interesting thing, a very nice compliment, mm -hmm. And but it is the essence of excellent service. It is. Mm -hmm. I, I think that <clears throat> to me, when I'm speaking um, in the podcast and in our class, I think when I'm looking at you and myself, it's like... Um, we're not separate and apart from the work that we do. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just, you know, what that serious seriousness is. It's like, look, um, this is my life, mm -hmm. right? And so uh, failing another person, in my mind, says that I'm not fulfilling my, my mission like I need to. So I can't give that person excellent service unless I'm first making sure that I am my own most effective person yeah. that I can be, right? Yeah. It stems from there, right? We don't rise to the occasion. We rise to the level of our preparation. Yes. And that's what we talk to our clients about. And we can't afford to be anything but serious because we don't live a life separate and apart from you. We're on the planet just like you are, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, I like that. And then uh, last week, I think it was last week, it might have been the week before in that podcast, you said... Um, Basically, you have to take care of yourself well so that you can take care of others well. You do. And it is very important. You and um, so, but this one, uh, I'm really excited because you you made a statement that, well, first of all, we're going to talk about the importance of belief. Yeah. And belief, you're always in a state of belief. Like, you know, even if people say that you don't believe, actually, you believe in the opposite of what you really need to believe, right? I mean, they do. It's, there's not a lack of belief. It's believing in the wrong thing. <laughs> that's exactly right. So that's we're going to talk about that. But the breath work. Okay, so 
you know, like we've talked about, I think we're now like at 30-something or 20-something as far as our episodes. I think we're in like 34 maybe. Podcast? I always get it wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Damn. we're usually like 10 more than I say. So <laughs> I'm not even sure well, let's where we're at. Be you know? <laughs> but um, so we've done, you know, that many. And uh, everybody knows, you know, you do kettlebell training as well. But also, you know, you have the credentials, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but anyway, as far as, you know, helping people but in the kettlebell training you were talking about the breath work can you go through that again how you saw them you know trying to use something that they really didn't need to use it was in the breath work yeah so okay so if we are talking about strength just in general it doesn't matter what kind of a weight a person is lifting until we are educated on the role that breath work plays in our performance, we do a lot of grunting and breath holding. Mm-hmm. So when I'm working with a client and I'm taking a client to another level. Yes. So in this case here, we're talking about clients that I've been working with. <clears throat> so they have the requisite skill. So now I take them to another level, which means that now they're having to work with heavier weight and demonstrate the application of the skill. Which the skill most would think is lifting the weight. Exactly. But the skill is the breath work Mm -hmm. because the breath work fires your nervous system or the electricity that moves through your body so that your muscles and your organs will work as they should. When you understand how breath works in the body to produce power and movement, we become more efficient. Mm -hmm. So when I'm watching a gentleman this morning, I'm like, hey, you're holding your breath. Mm -hmm. Your form is off. When you're holding your breath, you don't have faith in your process. Mm -hmm. Okay? And when you don't have faith in your process, your confidence... um, decreases and your performance will plummet immediately which means that you're not going to be able to make the lift you're not going to be able to move with the kettlebell you are not going to be able to achieve what we're asking you for in that drill and sometimes it can result in injury absolutely it can and it usually does Mm -hmm. right and so now if we take the idea of the breath work relating to faith in your process, then it applies to any and everything in our lives, right? Mm -hmm. So you hold your breath is another way of saying you are constricting movement, you're constricting flow, you're constricting ideas, right? You are also constricting your opportunities, right? And so when you understand that, then it's, you can say now, it's not a surprise that I am in this place, right? Mm -hmm. So when you trust the breath work, you move better. Yeah. Your confidence improves. Your ability to execute at a high level improves, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're, you're trusting your faith that you can do what you've been trained to do. It's the exact same thing in the rest of our lives. You tr- have faith in yourself. You have faith in your process. You will make moves that's consistent with that level of belief and faith. So I can say from experience that, you know, with training with you, that um, the holding your breath actually starts before you ever hold your breath. That's right. Because, like, you'll pick up the bell, and then all of a sudden your mind's like, wow, this is... This is really heavy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, man, I hope I don't drop this on my head and die. Mm-hmm. Hope I don't drop it on my foot and chop it off. You know, like whatever. Like your mind goes to worst case 
scenarios. Yeah, we call that catastrophe thinking. Yes. And so by the time, you know, you even get to the move, you're already holding your breath. Like there's no... And then the physical manifestation, of course, comes at the critical point when you actually need to trust the process, right? So then you also have the aspect of if it's not fear, then you're in old habits. Yeah. So now, you know, you get that heavier weight and you automatically go to former training where you're just told to push through, hold your breath, push through, right? Mm-hmm. So it's either habitual thinking or it can be fear where your eyes go off the breath work and now they're on the obstacle that you're trying to lift, right? Mm-hmm. So we were just thinking about, you know, ha- like I was seeing when you were talking, having buy-in is very important. So yeah. it's like trusting the process. You can have people that maybe, you know, work for your company or maybe you work for your company or they work for the city. You know, even mm-hmm. cities have this where people get hired, but they've not bought into the city or maybe they don't like the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with any organization, mm-hmm. nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Some people can fake it for a while, mm-hmm. but the problem with today is, and I think it's always been this way, but it might be heightened and I could be wrong, but people want authenticity. Yep. And so where you could get away with being a salesman, now people are not interested in that. So they can they can tell if you really love where you work, if you mm-hmm. really love where yeah. you live, all of that, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's like you know, holding your breath can manifest in really inauthenticity because you don't believe in the process, like you said. Yeah. Like I wrote down, um, holding your breath is a lack of faith. And so avoidance is a yep. form of holding your breath, yep. complaining. That's right. Um, and then the other thing that um, kind of blew me away, too, because what's funny, and we just joke with Coach about this all the time, is I'm always scared to, like, turn off, the, you know, the recording equipment or, you know, put up my notes because usually that's when he'll throw out a couple bombs. <laughs> but I got this one yesterday, which I was even like, oh, that's good. We were talking about... The question of how, how am I going to do this in our intensive? And you put 99% and 1%, and you said 1%'s the how. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like the 99% is the process, the things we're gonna give you, trust them, because the how. That's what we'll help you with. That's right. right. The 99% is their belief. Yes, their belief. That's right. So to me, I was like, man, that put it in perspective. And then the how will often come up as a response to fear. Exactly. So you can't avoid that. Nope. If, if If you're experiencing certain things, like you feel like you're holding your breath, just waiting for everything to get perfect mm-hmm. before you execute the move, right? Then now you're in um the the unbelief i guess stage. yeah you're in the you know you're in the the sunken place i saw that i saw that in this one movie it's like you're in the sunken place you're in a place where it's difficult to reach because it's hard to hear and so we know this through you know through testing psychological testing we know that if you introduce a concept to a student, to a group of students, mm-hmm. and they become fearful. 
We know then when you put that test down in front of them, they are not going to perform at a high level. It doesn't matter how intelligent they are. When fear is operating in the mind, it interferes with the ability to process information. How you hear, what you read, what you see with your eyes, even what you experience in your environment. Right. So we we know that that's a real thing because we've seen it over and over again. You know, you say that, Coach then sometimes a knee-jerk response of no or I can't is a a holding your breath. It's an instant response. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, when you really think about it, well, some of the people who've gone on before us, Mm -hmm. they tell us things that we still struggle with. Mm -hmm. They tell you, they say, look, it's not complicated. You know, it's not. Either you will or, or you, you will won't. not. Yes, Either yes. you really want this or you don't. Yep. But it ain't nothing in between. There's no maybes. There's nothing. And I remember seeing something from this one show. The guy says, you're either born a willow or an oak. Okay. There's nothing else in between. Yeah. And if you don't know where you are, then shame on you. I hate to say it. So now what am I saying when I say a willow or an, or an oak? One of they both have to deal with extraordinary forces. Yes. Any seed that has to struggle to break the surface of the earth then becomes whatever it's gonna be in terms of that plant or tree, it's gotta deal with the changing of the seasons, weather, drought, hot temperatures, freezing temperatures, and yet here it is sixty years later and you have this wonderful tree. Yeah. So it's still dealt with the same forces. But it endured, right? Yeah. Because it knows what its mission is. The other one, not so much. It's going back and forth, mm-hmm. right? Easily cut down. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? There's no substance to it. This is what happens when you don't have belief, yeah. right? And you're not able to stay focused on a thing that you want. You're easily derailed. You're easily moved back and forth. And for some people, they're so accustomed to rationalization They don't know that all of those different compensations that they're using, they're just a form of fear and resistance. But we're still saying at the end of the day, the baseline is you lack belief in this area. Yeah. And that's the truth confronts BS part. That's it is. you, You either will or you won't. You're, you have to recognize, like we were talking about that belief is, uh, what's interesting about it is you can believe in the wrong things. Yeah. And yep. like, there's never an absence of belief. That's ever. right. Never an absence of belief. No. So, and it's funny because I was having this conversation last night with a group and it was this question of, you know, they say they have faith, but then what comes out of their mouth is this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because they actually don't. That's where you have mental assent. You do not have true belief in what you're trying to convince yourself and others you do. So then what happens is your actual belief comes out. It's like, you know, something just it oozes out of the pores. It's because it's a it's a part of who you are. Can't be hidden. Yeah. So your belief that uh, you know, you can accomplish what you set your mind to, that is a part of who you are. It's not something you can fake out. Mm-hmm. Because if you truly believe that, then you're actually doing it. That's right. Right? And like you said, I wrote it down. You said it doesn't matter what you think you can do. It matters what you know you can do. That's right. And what you know you can do is what you believe you can do. Mm-hmm. And you just made a great point. 
So when we talk about, we use expressions, thinking about thinking, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What are you thinking about? Well, words matter. But if you're not accustomed to paying attention to yourself, you don't realize how your words undermine you. And this is exactly what you just got through saying. The person says that they have faith in some process, but then they come out and they say something the exact opposite. What comes out of their mouth is the truth. right? And once you hear it, it's like, okay, so... But the person hasn't connected to the fact right. that they undermined themselves. So, and they're wondering why people are looking at them like they are. It's like, hello. Mm-hmm. So when you're coming to someone like us, we're going to say, hey, look, we heard what you said mm-hmm. initially, but this is what you're saying right now. So which one of those is true? Mm-hmm. Take your time before you answer, right? Because you're not going to lie to us. Yeah. Because we're looking at what you're saying is true. Right. You're only going to lie to yourself again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So That's good, Coach, because, you know, I guess the, the main point of today is what are you holding your breath on? Yeah. You know, it's like, what are you trying to execute that maybe, like, you're just trying to, you know, push through? And I understand sometimes you you got to overcome obstacles yeah. and all that. But I'm talking about that pressure you begin to feel, right? Mm-hmm. And then you start holding your breath and you tense up. And then before you know it, you either hurt yourself or you've had to put the weight down, which is actually mm-hmm. safer and better, right? Mm-hmm. Get your mind in the right place. So it's like, man, what what are people like trying to push through that shouldn't be pushed through? Like when you think about um, like you're hunting. When you went hunting, you're like, guys, this feels there's pressure, I'm yeah. not gonna. I'm not going to respond to this. I'm gonna get back into my my you know place. I'm not gonna allow the pressure you guys are feeling. And it's like a pressure cooker. It's on the mm-hmm. inside, mm-hmm. and you can feel it building. Mm-hmm. And if you even look at your physical response when you're holding your breath, it's the same thing with internal holding of your breath because you're all your body tenses up. You get all up in your neck and your shoulders, and before you know it, life becomes colorless and without uh, any opportunity like you have to in marriages can even break down and finances you know what I mean so what you said is beautiful and I hope that our listeners heard that you there is nothing in your life that is separate from your thoughts mm-hmm. what you believe i mean everything you just said i mean it's just true and they just have to understand that if you don't think you can have it you won't mm-hmm. you never will yeah okay but if you believe that you can have it then you will have it yeah but the one thing that i think people have to realize is you have to develop the habit of thinking for yourself. Yes. Not listening to somebody incorporating what they said and then trying to make it yours and use it when it's not. It's like when information comes to you and you know it doesn't resonate, it doesn't matter where it comes from, don't try to make it yours, yeah. right? When information comes to you and you think you can use it, you use it with application, right? Because that's what faith is. Faith is an application. Belief is an application of a thought process that leads to an action and some result. If you know instantly if you're committed to whatever it is that you said. Yeah. And if you don't have that commitment, don't try to make it because Four or five years are going to pass, and it becomes an excuse. It's not what you want. 
Find out what it is. And when you find it, you will know it because it doesn't matter what the challenge is. Yeah. Right? It just doesn't. It's like, whew, Now, mean, and we're, of course, not talking about, you know, like I could hear, you know, people, but, well, this sounds like, you know, that pie in the sky, positive thinking, you can have whatever you want. Let's be clear. Whatever you want is determined by what you really want, number one. And it has to be an eight to 10 on the scale of, I really want this, right? So if you're looking at that aspect, let's take it to, okay, let's say you're in, you know, your 40s. Mm-hmm. You really, really want to be a doctor? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You can. I've heard of it. That's right. But if you don't, you just like the idea of it, then mm-hmm. you won't. That's right? right. So we're not talking about, oh, I want a million dollars and I can get it tomorrow. But if you want a million dollars, then you will find a way to earn that million dollars. You'll find a way to make it happen. So we're not talking about this positive thinking, magnetic, you know, stuff of attracting things into your life just because you think it. We're talking about faith is a verb. If you really want it, then you will have the action necessary to get it. So I'm getting ready to upset the list oh, right okay. now. All right. Go ahead, Gandalf. If there's somebody who thinks that I'm talking pie in the sky, they've already hit the reverse button or the U-turn. And I'm not talking to them. And they can continue to live the life that they're living because that, too, is a form of avoidance. Yes. So you do that. Mm. So, But if you look at the world around you, mm-hmm. just look at it. Mm-hmm. Before we had a horse and a buggy, mm-hmm. before we had something called a nail, before we had something called a saw, a hammer, mm-hmm. any kind of tool, it was first a thought in the mind of a person that I need something else. And then after that, their mind started working in ways to create what they wanted. That's the process. That's what we're talking about, right? There is no such thing as easy. There's no such thing as hard. There's only the effort required to achieve whatever that goal is. There are some things that are easier to obtain than others, okay, but it still doesn't mean that it doesn't require effort, right? So it doesn't matter what it is. Well, you know, that's interesting, Coach, because I was thinking when you were talking about, you know, you gave the umbrella example, mm-hmm. but uh, yesterday, you know, the little umbrellas that go in drinks, like, oh, yeah. sometimes dismissing your idea right offhand can be a form of holding your breath. It is. And Silly string. Oh, let me. Umbrella, you know what I mean? Oh, let me throw something out here at you. Okay. So, so it's been two years now. So I gave him an opportunity. So when somebody else hears this, take the idea. And I'm talking to you mechanically inclined people. So 2019, I'm on the base and I'm talking to some of the guys in maintenance. Uh-huh. And I said, I got a million dollar idea for you guys. I want to see a show of hands of all of you that have some kind of Um, real serious skill in terms of mechanical applications because these guys are working on complex military equipment. I see about 10 hands. Okay. A lot of these guys are what they call ASE certified, right? Because they used to work in... And I said, did you know that you guys could get together, each one of you with a specific skill, put a business plan together, go to the bank, get a loan, open up a... um, a facility right outside the base someplace, mm-hmm. right? You might even take over one that's been abandoned. And you call it the Ammons um, 
auto and repair shop. Okay. Now think about this. Uh huh. T thousands of people on Cannon Air Force Base looking for a place to take their car. Yep. Well, so they said, well, I don't know about this place in town. Well, guess what? Now you have people that you can go right to. Mm -hmm. You know what happened? They looked at me and said, I don't know about that, coach. And I told them this. I said, now, this is how the universe works. Somebody is going to take that idea. Mm -hmm. And they're going to call it the Airman um, Auto Repair and something. I can't remember what I called it now. But it'll come back to me. So if somebody wants to take on that idea, reach out to Sherry and reach me and I'll yes. come up with it. Well, no, that airman will, you know, immediately people will go that because they love the military around here. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that hit them was a limitation in their thinking. So yep. I'm like, so if you want to end up making $1,200 a month for the next three or four years, trying to make a car payment, wondering if you can move off base, if that's your limitation, fine. But if you follow this idea I give you before, in three years, you guys would be wealthy. You will have, you will have this type of service that you can have on scores of Air Force bases around the country yes and they couldn't see it so the 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 knee-jerk reaction i've really been pondering that mm -hmm. because that's often what i see like when ideas are presented it's like a knee-jerk response of i don't see that or no we can't do that or you know whatever it is that is like that knee-jerk reaction that becomes a habit you know what i mean like mm -hmm. it's a habit so mm -hmm. any any new opportunity is instantly you know, a threat, and so the knee-jerk response is no or whatever it is, right? So it's like you've got to recognize your immediate responses because, like, this one lady, I said, before you say no, you need to examine this opportunity. Yep. Because that's what you do. You instantly say no. She was shocked. She had no idea that's what she instantly did. Mm -hmm. That goes back to challenge your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Pay attention to what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Pay attention. And, and what's funny is how blind we can be. I was mentoring a lady yesterday, and uh, she was talking about you know different things. So I'm mentoring this girl, and it was, it was funny because there's a person in her life that irritates her mm -hmm. at times or has hurt her. Mm -hmm. And... The more she talked, the more I realized she was the exact same person. So there was like a an unintentional hypocrisy in her stance, right? Mm -hmm. But the point of that story was she had no idea. So mm -hmm. I'm like, well, wait a minute. If you get mad at this person because they always want to fix things, what I hear you saying and doing is you always want to fix things. And it could be damaging to a particular relationship in the future just like the scenario, and she's like, and she would just start laughing because she had no idea that the very thing that she was, you know, hurt by, she was now doing. So it's like, I mean, how would you address that, Coach? Is it hurt people? Hurt people. But the blindness, like, how do you do? You just what? What is a suggestion you can make before we end this podcast? Because we've given several <laughs> signs of, you know, holding your breath, right? Yeah. What is your suggestion on examining what you're saying? What What is something people can do? Because you want to challenge your thought, but sometimes it flies out before you even realize it, and you, you have no idea until someone maybe points it out. So 
I would say that if you have any self-awareness at all, mm -hmm. then, and you notice that there's something that you struggle with, despite your best effort, you, you tend to keep making those mistakes, then you want to reach out to individuals that can actually help you. That's got to be the first step. Okay. Because the, the, the big challenge that people have is that once those thoughts and habit patterns are embedded in the subconscious processing, it's automatic. It's going to, every time that person gets in a certain situation, that, that automatic um, response is going to be there until they learn how to change it. So, but what if they're not even aware of the automatic response? So is it just like maybe looking for cycles of failure? Is it? We could. So here's the, here's the painful part, but we have to be honest. Mm -hmm. So um, again, I'm not a biblical guy, but I'm a historian. So anything that I can find in history that works, I'm going to use it. Mm -hmm. So if you look at the concept of 144,000, yeah. that's a small number compared to the total number of people on the planet, right? right? So forget the religious piece. Just look at the numbers. 144,000 plus 5 point billion people, yeah. right? You only keep 144. That tells you then that the vast majority of people are so embedded in the way that they do things mm -hmm. that it is almost impossible for them to change. Now, unfortunately, um, when the crisis comes to that person, because it does, mm -hmm. just like everyone, yeah, and they have an opportunity to change, their history will tell you that they probably kept digging in on that old thought pattern. Mm. Now, we want to motivate you and we want to let you know that there's a way to change it. Yeah. And it is. But we can't sell you something that's false. Mm -hmm. You can only change your thinking by changing your thinking. And that is a deliberate, systematic process that you have to engage in because the patterns that you have in your life right now were deliberately reinforced over and over again and this is why they're there. Yeah. But the great thing is it can be changed. It absolutely can be changed and this is why the people who uh, participated in our first coaching intensive, right, they have great results. The ones who continue to work the processes that we gave them, they're seeing their life change in extraordinary ways. Yeah. And the ones who have fallen off a little bit, they probably have started to recognize that some of the things that they were feeling before they came to us, they're starting to feel them again. Yes. Yeah. I, I think that, again, you know, being very aware of what you're saying and thinking, you know, um, even uh, recognizing repeated patterns of, wow, I'm in this situation again. Mm -hmm. That you got to stop blaming everybody around you. You have to start looking like, okay, so even if you're attracting people that are maybe, you know, bad men, bad women into your lives or business partners that, you know, take from you and that keeps happening or whatever it is, you have to stop at some point and say, okay, I'm the common denominator. So I, there's something that is happening where I am literally blinded to something that's going on and it has to be inside me. And so I think that's important is if you see patterns, I even have on one of my planners, uh, one of the personalities that I personality, they don't like rejection. They don't like criticism. And so what they'll do is like, they'll have a spouse that says, Hey, you know, 
I've asked you like 50 times if you could please fix the gate, you know, or whatever it is, right? Oh, yeah, sure, because they don't want anybody to be mad at them. So, oh, yeah, sure, sure, I'll do that. And then here we are a year later, two years later, five years later, and all of a sudden your woman has walked out the door with her stuff or kicked you out and she's keeping the house the kids the dog and Mm -hmm. you can have your car right Mm -hmm. and so one of the things i have in there is where they actually write down the most important people to them and then they have to write down what do you keep hearing repeatedly from those that are important to you because Mm -hmm. a lot of times people are repeatedly telling you what they need and the things they see and that can be a point where it's like okay i need to bring about some change there you know, it's unfortunate when they say that um, that pain and um, adversity tend to be our greatest um, teachers. And this is because crisis and adversity seem to be the requirements to break a person from certain habits. But they don't have to be. That's it a thing. Do, this is, so let's keep in mind, right? that's right. It does not have to be. Mm-hmm. So this is why we're saying it doesn't have to hurt. But mm-hmm. if it does, you have to look at what you're doing, yes. right? And if you're not willing to look at what you're doing, then you're not surprised by the outcome. People I mean, act all surprised. Yeah, and I'm looking at them and like, I don't want to hear it. Right. <laughs> you Me know, neither. Like, you know, like, Done. <laughs> I, I work with a couple uh, a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and this really was sad. Because when they were referred to me, I knew what was going on, and then I worked with them, and I thought, okay, you are not listening to one another. You're trying to control one another. So, as always, yeah. So as always, I give assignments because assignments are a way of touching. Telling me something about the person's motivation. Yes. Well, I know something actually came up with the couple and they needed some help. Because one wanted to go and do, they they wanted to engage in activities, but differently. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. They got into a conflict over it. Mm-hmm. They didn't come back to see me. Mm-hmm. And I know why. Mm-hmm. Because one person in the party did not want to change. Yep. And so I told the person that referred me, I said, look. Don't be surprised if you hear the D word come up again over the next few months. Yep. Okay. Yep. And it's, but it's not divorce. It's not by accident. Right. It's because they refuse. And this is the key, right? It's not, what did I say earlier? It's not what you think you can do Mm -hmm. is what you believe you can do right what you know you can do and we know if we're willing to change well you know and i was thinking about what you were just now saying it's actually it doesn't matter what you think you can do or even what you know you can do it's actually what you really want to do exactly because if you really wanted to save your marriage you know what i mean Mm -hmm. you would Mm mm-hmm it, it needs to go up because well, he wants to jump up there. Yeah, I don't want that habit to start, Coach. Oh, you know okay. I'm just trying oh. to prevent those habits we're talking about. Well, you know, we're talking about Joseph. He's just got to be a cat. I see him looking at that. He's like, I want to jump up there, Mom. Yeah. So, nope. Okay. So, but isn't that right? I mean, if you really want what you're saying, you will do whatever it takes. People get what they really want. And that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of the simplest things in the world. Yep. And what we say is when we're saying that, 
that you get what we what you want what we're really saying is you will do you will commit to everything that you strongly desire to yeah. achieve or experience yeah. if you don't you won't yeah. but you can never be surprised by the outcome yeah right so when i ask a man a question and say, hey, do you want to do X, Y, or Z relative to something they say they want? And then they start off with, well... When I hear that, coach, I'm or, all... Mm-hmm. Or they give me a yeah, but... Uh-huh. The mm-hmm. next thing they know, right, they said, that dude was rude. Because <laughs> what they're saying is, by the time they get that, well, yeah, but out, I've disappeared already. <laughs> <laughs> all you see is dust. Yeah, all they see is dust, right? Because it's like, you're not going to waste my time with that stuff. So it's like, look, you know, this is life and we speak passionately. And when we tell people we know we can help you because we have to live the life that we're talking about. But all we're saying to you is don't complain because you don't have the life you want. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Just change. Yep. Ask yourself, what do you want most what are you willing to commit to? And once you figure out what that is, once you figure out what that is, <laughs> Joseph wants to be on the windowsill. <laughs> but once you figure out what that is, that's the magic, right? It's yes. kind of like I keep saying this, and I'm just going to end right here. It's like I showed up. I didn't have a damn thing at my disposal but a desire to hunt. Yes. Yeah. And now... My life is so much different. Nobody needs to emulate me or anyone else. Mm -hmm. But you need to come to a clear decision about what you want from your life, right? Yeah. Because you're getting one or two things. You're getting what you focus on. If you're not going in the direction of the thing that you say you want, then you're bringing into your life the things that you say you don't want because your mind can only focus on one or two things, right? If you don't believe me, Test it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I put my I put my license on the line with that one because yeah. I've been living this life long enough. You only get two things. There's not a whole bunch of stuff in between. Yeah, you're either gonna get what you want or you're gonna get the thing you don't want because both of them are coming to you because your your mind is thinking about it all the time. Yes. Yeah. You are. What do you say? The the. Some total of your thoughts. That's so right. You, you are have, what you're thinking it about. It always started in a mm-hmm. thought. And so dismissing things, um, you know, avoidance, complaining, all of those are signs of uh, holding your breath. That's right. 